Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, The Osmonds, Crazy Horses, from 1972. Ladies and gentlemen, from Ogden, Utah, The Osmond Brothers. On the April 15, 1962 episode of Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, a Disneyland After Dark segment introduced the world to the Osmond Brothers. Their parents were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and the brothers had started performing, serving missions for the church. Despite their young ages, the brothers had already been singing as a barbershop quartet for four years. I'm Alan. I'm Wayne. I'm Meryl. I'm Jay. I'm six years old. I'm eight. I'm ten. I'm twelve years old. And I'm the bass. I'm the baritone. I'm the tenor. I'm the lead. This appearance would lead them to being booked on NBC's The Andy Williams Show. Here's Andy Williams talking about the Osmonds on METVLegends.org. They're really cute. I thought, well, it'd be fun to put them on for one show. And so uh, I introduced them as... This new little group called the Osmond Brothers. And they sat on some steps there with me, uh, around, around me. And they sang, I don't know, some barbershop song. And Jay kept looking at the camera with a light on, with a red light on, smiling with the teeth missing in the front. All of the, all of the boys looked straight out as they were singing. But Jay, whenever they would cut to another camera, he would turn like this and look, <laughs> stare into that camera. And so then the director would cut over here, and he would come around there. <laughs> and it was a close. I mean, it got to be a kind of funny, and the director thought it was funny, so he kept cutting it. Well, this thing became such a, a laughing thing. I mean, the audience went nuts. And the next day, we got all kinds of phone calls, and mail came in from about the Osmond brothers. So I said, would you like to come back? Oh, yes, sir. So they came back for like six or seven years. Well, I'm a, a ding-dong guy. In 1963, the Osmonds would release their first album on MGM Records. It was comprised of songs that they sang on The Andy Williams Show. The album's title? Songs We Sang on The Andy Williams Show. Hi there, folks, how do you do? Promighty glad to be here with you. A doodly doo, a doodly doo, a doodly doo, how do you do? Hi there, folks. What do you say? We're mighty glad to be here today. We have some songs we're gonna sing. And some barbershop chords are gonna ring, 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 The four brothers actually had five other siblings. And in 1963, they introduced the world to another one of them on The Andy Williams Show. We want to bring on our littler brother. 
You mean you have a brother? Yes, sir. Well, where is he? Is he here? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. What is your name? Donnie. Donnie? Yes, sir. Well, how old are you? Five. Five? And you sing along with your brothers, huh? Yes, sir. Do you know, uh, yes, sir, that's my baby? They would continue releasing albums over the next several years, including multiple Christmas albums, but by 1967, the Osmonds had decided they wanted to move away from their variety show and barbershop quartet image, and they wanted to become a pop band, even playing instruments. Their first attempt was with their MCA record single, I Can't Stop. It failed to chart. Around this time, record producer and MGM president Mike Kerb saw the Osmonds perform as a band. He liked what he saw, and he signed them. His first order of business was to get the Osmonds to record at the legendary Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, with producer Rick Hall. Hall has been called the father of Muscle Shoals music. He was instrumental in developing the careers of artists like Aretha Franklin, Otis Redding, Etta James, and Dwayne Allman. The result was the 1970 album, Osmonds. This was also the first album to feature Donnie. The album would peak at number 14 on the Billboard Top LPs chart, in addition to going gold. Its lead single, One Bad Apple, was released in November of 1970. By February of 1971, One Bad Apple went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, where it would stay for five weeks. It even went to number six on the R&B chart as well. If that song makes you think of the Jackson 5, well, that's because it was written for the Jackson 5. But they chose to record a different song instead. The song they chose? In 1971, Rick Hall would also produce the solo debut album from Donny Osmond, cleverly titled The Donny Osmond Album. By this point, Donnie was a full-on teen idol, appearing on the covers of Sixteen and Tiger Beat magazine regularly. His first solo single, a cover of a song first recorded by Roy Orbison, Sweet and Innocent, would be a top ten hit. It appeared on both the Donnie Osmond album and Osmond's. Donnie would have several more top 10 hits over the next year. And now that the Osmonds had broken through as a pop act, their 1967 single I Can't Stop was re-released in 1971, this time actually charting. But now, the Osmonds, the pop group, wanted to transition into being more of a rock band. In early 1972, they would release their next album, Phase 3. They had been a barbershop quartet, then they were a pop group, 
So, phase three for them was becoming a rock and roll band. This was still while Donnie was at the peak of his teen idol days. And the bubblegum pop side wasn't completely behind them either. Because on September 9th, 1972, ABC debuted The Osmonds, a Saturday morning cartoon by Rankin Bass. It would use One Bad Apple as its theme song. And the show also included their younger brother, Jimmy. I've seen you on the telly. Why, why, good heavens, yes, why... Why, you are one of the Osmond brothers. In fact, you are all of those Osmond brothers. Good heavens! Oh, 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 this, this is so exciting! The Osmond brothers! But just over a month after the debut of the cartoon, the Osmonds would release another album with an even heavier sound. Some have even called it, at times, bordering on early heavy metal. On October 14, 1972, the Osmonds released Crazy Horses on MGM Records. In addition to this new, harder sound, they wrote all the songs and played all their own instruments. The album begins with its first single, Hold Her Tight, which would peak on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 14. Let me tell you something Here's the way it goes There's a way to dream Everybody knows Hold it tight I hold it like a baby Make them feel Make them feel real good The majority of the songwriting was handled by Alan, Merrill, and Wayne. But track two is credited solely to Merrill. Here's Utah. Well, I'm going back to Utah. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As I mentioned earlier, the brothers played their own instruments on the album. In addition to taking the lead vocal on most of the songs, Merrill also plays bass, Alan and Wayne are both on guitar, Donnie on keyboards, and Jay is on drums.
Allen, who is also one of the album's producers, gets the solo writing credit for What Could It Be? The song was also featured on the Osmonds cartoon in an episode titled Italy, which aired on November 18th, 1972. Horn arrangements for the album were done by Jim Horn. That's like an ice cream man named Cone. Jim Horn played flute and saxophone on the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds, as well as playing flute on Going Up the Country by Canned Heat. Horn's horn arrangements are featured heavily on We All Fall Down, which the Osmonds performed live on an episode of the West German TV show Musikladen. For some reason, their live performance is intercut with footage of the brothers doing martial arts. I don't know why, but I'll post a video of this on social media this week, so make sure you're following at Bizarre Albums. And here's a little bit of the live performance. After a ballad called And You Love Me closes out side one, the album's title track kicks off side two. Crazy Horses features occasional vocals from Merrill, but it's mostly Jay taking the lead and it's the only Osmond hit to ever have Jay on lead vocals. The song was also released as a single, peaking at number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100, and even went all the way to number 2 on the UK singles chart. The song was banned in South Africa because government censors interpreted the word horses as a reference to heroin. It was also banned in France when the lyric "smoking up the sky was believed to be a drug reference. In 2002, Donnie recorded a new version of the song as a hidden track for his covers album, Somewhere in Time. In an interview with songfacts.com in 2021, Donnie claims that Ozzy Osbourne once told him that Crazy Horses is one of his favorite rock and roll songs. It's so morning, it's in every tongue, stop them crazy horses on the Donnie actually doesn't sing much on this album. Possibly not at all. I'm a little bit unclear on that. But he definitely doesn't take lead on any of these songs. The reason? Puberty. He was not quite 15 yet when the album was recorded, and his voice was changing. So Peter Brady wasn't the only kid dealing with a changing voice in 1972.
The October 14th, 1972 issue of Billboard had a review for the album. And now, to read that review? From my new favorite music podcast, Waiting for Impact, a Dave Holmes passion project, here's Dave Holmes. The young superstars here have a dynamite package which will outsell even their past smash hits. The material is entirely Osmond Originals, including heavy sounds like the title tune, their current single, infectious numbers like Life is Hard Enough Without Goodbyes and Hey, Mr. Taxi, and pretty ballads like And You Love Me. Also hear their million-seller Hold Her Tight. Top production work by Michael Lloyd and Alan Osmond. final real song on the album the album closes with a 22 second track called big finish but you go ahead and check that out on your own you'll see why it's streaming on spotify but the penultimate track is julie The album, like its two singles, would peak at number 14. It was a top 40 album in seven countries, and Crazy Horses would also go gold in the U.S. I mentioned earlier that Alan Osmond was one of the producers. The other producer was Michael Lloyd. It's not his first appearance on Bizarre Albums. He also produced the Pat Boone In A Metal Mood album. Michael Lloyd has produced hits for Belinda Carlisle, multiple hits from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, one of which was She's Like the Wind by Patrick Swayze, which I'm going to cover for this week's episode of Bizarre Singles over on Patreon. But he also worked with Lou Rawls. And speaking of Lou Rawls, in 1982, Lou Rawls sang several songs for the soundtrack album to the cartoon TV special Here Comes Garfield. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. <laughs>